Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 42, How to Have More Fun and Play in Life. It's July 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. And I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. I hope people be well-loved, happy, and healthy even when life is very difficult. This podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. to have more fun and play in life. Oh my goodness, are you ready for some fun? First of all, do I really need to do a podcast on having fun and playing in life? Well, let me answer that. As a life coach for a very long time, this is an area people struggle with. So yes, we have too many people in America and in the world who are absent of fun and play in their life. They are not having enough fun, not just not playing enough. So yes, I actually do need to do a podcast on this and I am. So let me just tell you, the benefits for having fun should be clear, right? It's fun. However, given the research, what we know is that having more fun and playing will help you be healthier. And of course, all my material is targeted to help you be well-loved, happy, and healthy. So of course, you want to have fun and play. Besides being fun, having fun boosts serotonin, which is one of the components that helps you be healthier. It also can help you reduce anxiety, reduce the stress hormones your body produces. It will help you build emotional strength. And having fun can reduce pain, boost a sense of competence in life, and improve mental health. Interestingly enough, from the research, they're looking at the fact that having fun could be a protective mechanism against dementia, which is very fascinating. New research, so the jury's not out on that, or not back on that. So it's just really something that you want to make a decision on. I will tell you, although I was going to say this later in the podcast, I made a decision when I was very young, looking at some older people who were very serious, that I was never going to be that serious. And and that's not true because I'm very serious about what I do. I'm very committed, you know, in my career and my professional life. But you can still have a lot of fun in meetings and other areas if you're completely committed to being a consummate professional. So it's, it's a decision. And interestingly enough, if you've heard of Dale Carnegie, one of his quotes is people rarely succeed unless they have fun in what they are doing. So having a sense of play and not being too serious has been written about by classic philosophers from the beginning of time. And it's a, it's a choice. So what am I going to cover today? Well, today I'm going to be talking about what actually is play or fun. Can you make almost anything fun? Reasons why people don't have more fun. 
some examples of how you can bring fun and play into your life. Then I'm going to give you some steps to help you build the muscles and take the actions that will allow you to have more fun in your life, a couple takeaways, and then a call to action. So if you happen to be new to my content or my podcast, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com where you can enter my current giveaway. I know, I, I, I think giveaways are just so much fun. So I did one that lasted like over a year and then I had so much fun giving away stuff that I'm doing another one. And my current giveaway is called Look, Look. I want a book. So I am giving away copies of my book through the end of the year, possibly longer because I, I like to do things that I that make me happy. My next point is important and that is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional in any capacity, so I'm not in the medical field, I'm not a therapist, and you as a consumer or whatever capacity you are, should be getting your medical or therapy advice from a licensed professional. So I'm not that. If you are suicidal or you've been thinking about harming yourself recently or for whatever period of time, I'm asking you to please get on the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to do that because you're not alone and there is help available for you and there should be no shame or embarrassment. So get the support that you need. So what is the definition of fun? Well, according to the dictionary as a noun, fun is enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. And as a verb, it's to joke or tease. The definition of play, according to the dictionary as a noun, is an activity engaged engaged in for enjoyment and recreation, comma, especially by children. Well, that's the problem, people. You know, we have kids who are great at playing, and then we grow up and we become terrible at playing and having fun. That's no good. As a verb, the dictionary defines play as to engage in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. Now, I want to make note that sometimes in life, people who don't have high emotional intelligence will engage in jokes or humor or pranks that that actually are at someone else's expense. And that's really, that's based in a passive aggressive anger or hostility. And I'm not talking about that kind of play or humor. No, 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 that's not cool. That's very uncool, that's very unkind. And there's no integrity in mean-spirited or mean or cruel jokes or teasing. That is just simply not okay. I just did a podcast on the magic of integrity and character, and so you want to have character and integrity all through your life because it's so magical. So meanness, being unkind, will never get you there, and if you happen to be the kind of person who kind of makes jokes and people go, ouch, and you go, oh, I was just joking, you might want to start looking inward and becoming more self-aware. So I am not including any kind of meanness in in my world of play and fun. So the next question we're going to look at is, can you make almost anything fun? 
Hmm. Well, I'm sure you're thinking, no, no, meetings aren't fun. No, there's lots of things that are fun. Well, in my little world, yes, you can make almost anything fun. I mean, the reality is there's no humor or joy in grief or in loss or in painful things, which are not just limited to death and dying. There's lots of painful things in life. And no, there's no humor in some of those very painful events. However, setting those events, grief and loss aside, there's plenty of other room in your life for having fun and playing. So my <clears throat> assertion is that with the exception of those painful situations and events, you can bring fun and play into your life in almost every area. So when you have a chore or job or task that's not fun or playful or enjoyable, what I do <laughs> is I stop for pause, stop for a moment and think, hmm, how can I make this enjoyable? How can I make it fun? And one of the things, like to give you an example, I am not somebody who likes to iron. I just don't like ironing. And uh, so, of course, ironing sometimes piles up. And then one day I thought, yeah, I got to make this fun. What can I do? And I realized if I had a really great show or movie or something on, I could iron for hours. Like the first time I did, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm done ironing. But the show's still on or the movie's still on. Uh, so I was a little wistful, like, hmm. You know, so there are ways where you can bring fun into your life and make something enjoyable. Now, in life, like coaches do this, the you know, reframing, reframing your wind sprints or reframing, you know, putting the right context or perspective. So, with the exceptions of painful things, and by the way, like I have tons of deeply painful things going on in my life right now. And I always have. Lucky me. Ha ha. But something that's really painful and, and some of it's loss, some of it's grief, some of it's other things that I can't talk about because it involves other people and that wouldn't be nice or appropriate. There'd be no character or integrity in me revealing other people's stuff. Um, that doesn't have to rule your life. It doesn't have to be the overwhelming persona of you for the for the month for the year that you're grieving a loss you can grieve a loss or be in a painful situation and still play and have fun so that's what I have to say about that so I want to just touch on reasons why people don't have fun because there's there's quite a few I've only listed some but I think it's important so one reason that people don't have fun or play is because they've never had a role model for that growing up. Their parents were serious or whoever raised them were kind of serious. And so they've never really been around someone who's different from what they grew up with. Another reason is they've had a life filled with traumas and hardships. They have low self-esteem, low emotional intelligence is a big cause, wounds from the past, being a perfectionist will be a big damper on having fun and playing. Having what I call a brittle temperament. So you're just really touchy and, you know, brittle. Brittle, brittle covers it. 
Some people lack play and fun because they're simply overwhelmed with life. Now, if that's one of your things, I have a podcast about that because that's actually a construct. That is a construct that you can deal with once and for all. Um, Some people think it's foolish to be playful and have fun, and some people think that it's going to deter them from being successful. Now, some people don't have fun and play because they're not forgiving and they're holding grudges. And I just did a podcast about the healing nature of forgiveness because, you know, being holding a grudge or not being forgiving, is going to sap you of energy. And it's certainly not going to leave you playful and feeling fun because you're, you're ruminating over resentful things. You're being resentful or you're ruminating over hurts and wounds and they did this or they said that, blah, blah, blah. And some people simply just don't know how to have fun. So we're going to dive in and I want to bring you some examples of bringing fun into your life. And the first one I'm going to start with will be the one that you think, oh yeah, right. You're going to have fun at a meeting. Yes, you can have fun and play at meetings and still be wildly productive, extremely efficient, and I highly recommend it. Now, I'm going to give you a couple little suggestions under the meeting thing, but I want to tell you that this is how I've been doing meetings forever because it's who I am. It's just what I do. Like, I'm me. This is, you take it or leave it. Of course, some people leave it, but um, this is just how I do life. So, Years ago, I was I created a team to work on a project, and I had a diverse group of people that I didn't know who joined the team, and uh, you know we we were successful. We completed the project, and what was very fascinating was at the end of the project, I had a completion meeting with everybody on the team. Everyone was asked strongly to attend the completion meeting and get complete with the project, etc. You know, it was also a time to acknowledge people and celebrate and everything else. But what was very interesting to me at the completion meeting was there was this man who had been on the team who was kind of like, well, he was like my dad's age, okay? So he was older and a man of few words, never seemed too happy and, you know, kind of was probably what I would feel like one of the weaker links of the team, but not somebody that I was able to impact. Anyway, what was fascinating was that at the completion meeting, which he did attend, he said that he had learned more about how to run a great meeting that he than he had ever learned in his previous years. And it had changed him and changed the way he conducted meetings and changed the way he did business. And I was just flabbergasted. It was one of those moments. Everyone was quiet as we listened to him talk. Because quite frankly, we were a little surprised he was there and that he was saying anything. So yes, you can make meetings wildly fun and enjoyable while producing results. I'm all about producing results, people. I'm not one of those lay around, lays around, wait for life to come get me. So just to give you a couple tips, because this is not going to be covered anywhere else in the podcast, but, you know, so number one, you have to make a commitment to be related and have fun and, and lighten up. Next, you really have to be laser focused about your agenda and make it productive. I mean, 
when you waste people's time, they don't appreciate that. They just don't appreciate you wasting their time. It's like a, that repels people. So you're going to take your agenda and have it be laser focused. You're going to incorporate lots of fun things and you're going to give people who are on the agenda time limits for how long they can talk. Oh yeah, that doesn't always go over well, but you're going to train the people that you're leading in a meeting. This is how we do meetings now. And you're going to stick to an agenda and you know, you're going to Yes, you're going to have treats, you're going to have some great refreshments, and you're going to, you know, lead the meeting in a way that's filled with love and enjoyment and a sense of play while you're getting great stuff. I mean, let me tell you, I've led some pretty heavy big groups of, I'll just tell you, physicians and executive directors, and our meetings were phenomenal. They were so phenomenal that we had kingpins in the medical community who weren't on the agenda, who weren't in the group who came to the meetings because they'd heard they were like amazing meetings. So you want to have your meetings be amazing, fun, enjoyable, wildly productive. So yeah, you have to have an agenda. You have to give people time limits. There's all kinds of ways. That's a, probably a whole nother podcast I should do. But yes, you can have fun, fun and play at meetings. The next suggestion is do fun things. Okay. So you know, you could go on outings, you can do games, you can have hobbies. You know, there are lots of fun things that you can do in your life. And, you know, if you're single, oh, I'm single. Don't let that stop you. I certainly, you know, didn't let it stop me for Valentine's Day. I took candy to like my favorite people at different stores. And you're know, like, you can do fun things in life. You might have to be creative. Another idea for you while we're talking about examples of how you can bring fun and play into your life is making a game out of a mundane task. Now you're probably really thinking, oh my gosh, this woman is crazy. Now, I'm not crazy. I'm crazy about having fun. I'm crazy about like living life to the to the max and making a game out of a mundane task just makes it more fun. So, for example, uh, when my kids were young and we would go to the grocery store. Now, they weren't like really young because when they were really young, they were in the shopping cart and, you know, kind of not technically tethered to me, but right with me. But as they got older, then they could go get an item from the store by themselves, like when they were older. And we used to make a game out of how quickly could we get the grocery shopping done? Like, oh my gosh, it was like laser fast, you know, two of them would go get things when the youngest was too young. And, you know, we'd get shopping done for a family of five in like 20 minutes. So it was like amazing. It was fun. We would like time ourselves and we just made a little game out of it. And of course, because they were kids, they enjoyed it because it was a game. Oh my gosh, I have a list of games I have made out of mundane tasks, which I will not bore you with because you get the idea. And certainly, if you don't have hobbies, I did a podcast about hobbies, you definitely want to hobby up because that'll bring fun and play into your life. So that gives you some ideas. And probably for some of you, the thought of having meetings at work be fun is like riveting or jarring or shocking. Yes, you can absolutely have fun at meetings and be very, very efficient and productive and I highly recommend it. 
Okay, so what are some steps to start bringing fun and play into your life? Well, I've already given you some examples, but now I'm going to give you some suggestions for the steps to, you know, mentally, emotionally, etc. go through having fun be a part of your life. So number one is commit and be all in. Well, commitment is part of anything. If you're going to start anything, you got to commit and be all in. I mean, I committed when I was in high school and watched some adults and thought, no, I'm, I'm never going to be like that. I am never going to be looking like I have some chronic illness because I'm so serious. No, I'm going to have fun in life. And of course, I produce some pretty amazing results, even though I'm fun. So commit and be all in. Secondly, develop, you can develop, second step is to develop a sense of play and fun. Now this is something being playful or being fun is something that you can develop over time. Yes, you can. And, and don't let anybody tell you that you cannot develop this skill or any of the other skills and abilities that I talk about in my podcast because what we know from neuroplasticity of the brain, which I have studied and I'm a huge, huge fan of, you can learn, you can teach an old dog new tricks at any time. The brain is fully capable of developing new pathways, new neuronal connections like wild. So there, there are people out there who will tell you, for example, that you can't develop emotional intelligence. That's just not true. They clearly don't know about the neuroplasticity of the brain, how that works, and what that means, because you can learn anything. So you want to get on the journey after you've committed, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm all in. I want to start having fun. Then you're going to start to develop over time a sense of play and a sense of fun and bring that into your life. I mean, I bring it everywhere. Like when I design my my logo, yeah, I know. I designed my logo and the covers of my books. Well, I wanted them to be a little playful because life is hard and I love being playful. So that's part of who I am. Next, you've got to ditch negative thinking. Negative thinking is no fun. Negative thinking is the antithesis of having fun and being playful. And Quite frankly, if you engage in negative thinking all the time or on a regular basis, that repels people. It just sends people packing. It sends them away because people don't like it. They like to be around people who are happy, optimistic, you know, and inspire and empower them. And negative thinking is the opposite. The other suggestion I have on this journey is that you ditch perfectionism. Now, perfectionism is widely common, it's very common, and, you know, people develop a sense of perfectionism for a variety of reasons, which I won't get into, but here's the reality. Perfectionism is exhausting. It is emotionally exhausting, mentally exhausting. It is, it is the opposite of fun and play. It is not giving you energy. It is not life inspiring or life-giving. It, it will drain you of energy. So on the journey to having more fun and play, it makes sense to ditch some of the things that haven't worked for you. Next, this is one of my favorite things, although I, have, I, I haven't done a podcast on it yet, and I don't know that I will. But anyway, it's, it's be present. 
be here right now, be in this moment right now. This is something that a lot of people don't understand and they are not present. So when you're present, you are simply in the moment. You're not thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. You're not thinking about what happened yesterday. You're right in the moment, just free of all distractions. This is a muscle that you build over time. And if it's a new concept for you, you can Google it or look it up, or I think I have a short YouTube video about it. But it's it's amazing. Like To be in the present moment is rich. It's very rich. It's super rich. And the next thing I recommend, because it's going to help you, every, everything on this list is to help you have more fun and play, which is to develop and establish clear boundaries for yourself. We might not know what I mean about boundaries, and this is the not, not a podcast about boundaries, but boundaries are kind of the limits that you establish for yourself and your life and your environment, etc., that are, you know, make it clear what you can tolerate or not tolerate. And sometimes in the psychology world, people struggle in life because they don't have boundaries or they don't have clear boundaries or their boundaries or they or they're enmeshed with other people, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So having clear boundaries is wildly helpful in having fun because you're gonna set boundaries, especially if you've committed, you're gonna be all into having fun and play, right? Yes, yes, you're all in. That like in my ba- I have a long list of boundaries. <laughs> I'm very clear about my boundaries. And some things I'm an absolute no and I have a boundary around because they're no fun for me. No, I'm not gonna do things that aren't fun. Yes, I go to funerals, yes, I go, you know, do things that are quote unquote not fun because it's a matter of integrity, but because I have clear boundaries, there are people I won't hang around with or things I won't do because it's not a positive experience, it's not fun, and having boundaries will help you in lots of ways in life. But in particular, having a clear set of boundaries will help you with bringing more fun and play into your life. So next up, I recommend that you start, you know, exploring. Put your Indiana Jones hat on and say to yourself, hmm, let's explore how I could have more fun in life. Let's explore how I could play more. Let's just be open. You could make it an odyssey. You could make it an adventure. I mean, look at young children. Like, they make adventures out of everything. So, Get some childlike wonder and detach yourself from your life and just kind of wonder and pause and explore. Next, I recommend, I recommend this all the time, which is to have a personal reward system because that in and of itself can build play and fun into your life. I mean, if the reward isn't fun, it's not a reward, people. Rewards are supposed to be fun and enjoyable. If it's not fun and enjoyable, it is definitely not a reward. Now, that being said, you know, one of my rewards years ago was to make matching dresses for my daughter and I. And I won't say who, but someone I loved said, oh my gosh, that's not a reward, that's work. I said, well, for you, it would be work, but I love sewing. I love the idea of having matching dresses so much. 
So it's a great reward for me because I enjoy sewing and I get an, a great end product. So you want to pick rewards that are fun and that is going to spur you on in, in continued progress in your life and making goals. And I have a podcast on motivation and other things I've talked about, a reward system. Next, I really strongly suggest that you learn to like yourself or love yourself. And I'm not talking about a narcissistic kind of self-love. I'm not talking about, you know, having a hubris-filled sense of yourself. I'm just talking about genuinely liking yourself and loving yourself. Now, for some of you listening to this podcast, liking yourself is a huge ask. And I'm very, very well aware of that. I understand. At the same time, liking yourself, which is the place to start, is going to be extremely beneficial to you health-wise, emotionally-wise, all kinds of wise, and it's important. So I have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion. That would be a great place to start because the more you take care of yourself and the more you work on building the muscle of self-compassion, that's going to help you learn to like yourself. And by the way, you know, when you like yourself or you love yourself, you can be way more authentic because you're not worried about people judging you or what they're going to say. I mean, I just go off and I do life. And yes, people judge and condemn me all the time. <laughs> but luckily, I have the muscles for that. I'm actually going to do a podcast on that down the road about being criticized, judged and condemned, rejected, all that good stuff. I've got skills there, people. All right, so build your self-compassion. That'll help you love yourself or like yourself. Next, a simple one is to hang around fun people. Yes, you probably have some fun people in your life, and if you don't, then it's a perfect time to make new friends. And I have a podcast about making friends. I have actually several YouTube videos about making friends that will help you because sometimes... Well, it's, let's be honest, it's just hard to make new friends. Whether you're very young or very old or in between, making friends is not easy. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it and tell you it's easy because that's a bunch of BS. Making friends isn't easy. And lots of things happen in life, whether it's moving, changing jobs, getting a divorce, getting married, what have you, that, you know, necessitate that you make new friends. So if you don't have a lot of fun people in your life, you might want to think and pause and go, hmm, maybe I need to get some new friends that are fun. Next, you can certainly work on building your sense of humor. Humor is something that you can learn and develop and grow like every other skill I talk about. And I will digress and tell you quickly. Uh, so I'm a distinguished Toastmaster, which means I went through a lot of hoops and did a lot of things to earn, that's their highest award, the distinguished Toastmaster. I didn't set out to do it. Some things I never set out to do and I do them anyway. Um, but one of the speech projects or the speech manuals that I did was on humor. And it was a, a speech manual that I did later in my Toastmasters journey. So I had given lots and lots of speeches prior to the humor uh, speech, for the first humor speech. 
And I have to tell you, the first humor speech I did, I completely bombed. Like, no one was laughing. No one thought it was funny. And it was a stark contrast to my previous speeches. Like, my the first speech I gave, which was an icebreaker speech, people were roaring. I couldn't understand what they were laughing at. They actually thought I was like being sarcastic, which I wasn't. And, you know, we untangled that after the speech. But when I was giving speeches before the humor module, I was naturally funny, you know, and had this great sense of humor. But when I tried to be funny, I bombed. And so we, I had to kind of figure that out. So there's some little tricks to humor, which... Apparently, when I'm not trying to be funny, I have, and when I am, I had to I had to learn that. But anyway, you can learn how to have a sense of humor. And, of course, what's going to help you is not trying to be perfect. Because if you're trying to be perfect or you don't like yourself, then you're chronically and constantly judging and condemning yourself because you should have said this or you should have done that or what it could have, you know, like, that's hard. Life is already hard, so you can learn to build a sense of humor, and that will help you have more fun and play, but the other steps I already mentioned will help you in lots of other areas besides having fun and play and be good for you, but they will help you have more fun and play. The last thing I have on my list for suggestions for you is that you grow your emotional intelligence. I'm telling you, emotions are they are your superpower. And I'm also going to tell you that like 70 or 80% of the population doesn't know how to access their emotions as a superpower. So remember when Spider-Man or any other superhero learns that moment when they learn, oh my gosh, like I can shoot webbing from my hands or whatever their superpower is. They don't know how to use their superpower. They don't know how to access it. They don't know how to turn it on and off and what all it can do. And emotions are like that. We don't grow up in a society and in the world where from young people we are taught, you know, to have an expansive emotional vocabulary and here's how you identify your emotions and here's how you process them and here's how you, mo you manage them. So, of course, we are left in a world where... We don't have a lot of people with high emotional intelligence. And this is going to help you have more fun. It's going to help you be more playful. And because of neuroplasticity of the brain, you can definitely grow your emotional intelligence. I know I'm a little salty about that because I just was doing some research on something. So when I do a podcast, sometimes I like to look into the medical research and see if there's any new... PubMed articles or research on the science of whatever I'm I'm doing a podcast on. And I had looked up something in there. I don't remember. It wasn't in PubMed. But there was somebody asserting that you couldn't, like, learn or, or grow emotional intelligence. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this person has no idea about neuroplasticity of the brain. So emotional intelligence is a superpower, and you can grow it, and it's wildly fun. It's really great. And I have my second podcast is Emotions as Your Superpower, but I have some other podcasts on anger and other emotions that will help you grow them as well. So for the takeaways for this podcast, number one, you can have more fit, play, and fun in your life if that's what you want. I mean, it's a choice. Do you want it or not? Next, 
you can take actions, specific actions, in all kinds of areas of your life that you might not have thought about before to have more fun and to play. Yes, let's start bringing play and fun into meetings, people. Yes, yes, yes. And thirdly, life is hard. Before pandemic, life was hard. Life has always been hard. Having more fun and play in your life is going to make life nicer, easier, better. It's healthier. Just I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. So for my call to action, I'm, I'm saying that it's time for you to recognize that you could be having more fun than you have right now. You could. The operative word is good. And it's also time to get into action then. If you just, oh, if you're listening to this podcast and you just don't want to have fun, okay, I can't help you. But most people do want to have more fun. They do. They want to. They just don't know where to begin. Now, I've given you the places to begin. So it's start to take time to start taking actions to have more fun. And lastly, since we have so many serious people in the world, why not share this podcast with people you love because they're already in your posse so they can get on the train of starting to have more fun. All right. Have fun and go play. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 42, How to Have More Fun and Play in Life. I really hope you're going to start going out and playing and having fun. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. And of course, share it with the people you love because you want them to start having fun with you. You can connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my giveaway. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now.